Welcome back to another ESL podcast. And you know what? Today I'm bringing to you today, of course, pronunciation. You guys have already heard the one I did, the previous one about the British, <laughs> the British numbers and the American numbers. But you know what? Here I am again, bringing you another one. This is again the intonation in conditional sentences. We're doing this on the eve of Christmas. As a matter of fact, I've recorded this one week before because I know on, of course, the Christmas Eve and Christmas Day, I'm going to be so busy. So anyways, guys, I'm done preaching. So I decided to take this nice little thing out, um, and I wanted to go over this because if you guys understand intonation, I'm going to go further into this as the course progresses. Um, This could be as early as probably February or March. I just want to be able to take out different things. This is more, and it targets more of a difficult aspect uh, because this is more spoken language rather than just, you know, syntax and the, you know, the basic mechanics I've been teaching you for such a while, uh, for a long time. Oh my God. I think I did all of that in one breath, but you know what? Let's go into this. I'm going to break these down. Okay. This is very, very easy. As a matter of fact, today's a very easy day. But you know what? Again, guys, please follow my Facebook page, uh, Arsenio's, uh, oh my god, Arsenio's ESL and Test Preparation Learning. I would love for you to post your conditional sentences on the wall, of course. So I'm going to break this down, and then I'm going to show you some examples. So when you begin a conditional sentence with an if clause, each clause has its own intonation pattern. Which basically means it falls down, right, towards the end. If you look at a conditional sentences, well, a a conditional sentence, both dependent clauses, comma in the middle, it dot. Of course, it the fall is at the end, and then there's another fall. Okay, so example, if there's an underwater worth, oh my god, I completely butchered that again. If there's an underwater earthquake, you'll probably have a tsunami. You hear those falls again. If there's an underwater earthquake, you'll probably have a tsunami. If you do something bad, there will be retaliation. It's the same thing. You hear me falling at the end of each one, though, right? It's almost like you're a narrator. However, when the main clause begins with a conditional sentence, therefore it does not have a comma. The sentence has a single intonation pattern. So the intonation falls at the end of the sentence. So another example of this would be, of course, you'll probably have a tsunami if there's an underwater earthquake. Again, you'll probably have a tsunami if there's an underwater earthquake. Now, you hear the stresses, of course, in the syllables within different words. I'll repeat that. You'll probably have a tsunami if there's an underwater earthquake. You'll probably have a tsunami if there's an underwater earthquake. Okay, I'll say that one last time. You'll probably have a tsunami if there's an underwater earthquake. You hear the fall at the end, but of course throughout the entire sentence you hear me stressing particular things that I want to emphasize. So, with this practice, what I'm going to do first, I'm going to say these four sentences. Alright, with no intonation at all. Then you're going to be able to pause it. You're going to go back to it or, of course, go on my blog, see what I've written down, and then I want you to practice your intonation. Then come back and listen to my intonations, basically my falls, I guess you could say. So, 
First, I'm going to say these with no intonation at all. So, I would definitely want to see Kilauea Volcano if I visited Hawaii. Number two, you'll be familiar with earthquake safety if you live in a country like Japan. Number three, if you ever, if you ever feel an earthquake, you'll also probably feel smaller aftershocks later. Oh my god, it's so weird not having any stress. <laughs> Number four, if I had time to take another class, I would study geology. Okay, now pause it, go to the sentences on my blog. Figure out, just listen to yourself saying the patterns and the intonation, adding the falls in now, and then come back and listen. Now, I'm going to put everything into it. I would definitely want to see Kilauea Volcano if I visited Hawaii. Number two, you'll be familiar with... Oh my god, I swear my typos are just ugly right now. You'll be familiar with an earthquake... What's with the... With Oh, man, I am blowing it. Okay, okay. You'll be familiar with earthquake safety if you live in a country like Japan. Number three. If you ever feel an earthquake, you'll also probably feel smaller aftershocks later. I'm just taking earthquake things out because it was very easy for me to write. Number four. If I had time to take another class, I would study geography. If I had time to take up a hobby, I would probably take up skydiving. If I had time to do this, I would end up doing this. Do you understand? Guys, with the if clauses, I'm going to reiterate everything I just said. With if clauses, there are two falls. If, of course, the if clause is converted into the middle, making it one just, just one big main clause, you're going to have just one fall. That's all you're going to do. So now, with that practice, you're going to be able to, again, write some sentences... If you guys have some sentences you would like me to pronounce or enunciate out loud, please send them to me in the Facebook chat room. Of course, you guys know how to get in contact with me. And with that being said, guys, thank you so much for tuning in to this wonderful podcast, man. Stay tuned for Wednesday. Wednesday's the 26th. And uh, guys, again, have a wonderful, and I mean a very, very wonderful Christmas Eve and Christmas Day out there in America and wherever you are celebrating it. Around the world, I'm your host, Arsenio, as usual, over and out.